Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Cool. Hello, Apps here from Dimp Digital. Welcome to Idle Game Chat Bonus Stage. This is our occasional bonus show where we produce our spoiler casts, updates on the Fantasy Gaming League and our legendary Dimp Digital Gaming Quiz. This time, we are here to discuss all the results from the 2021 Fantasy Gaming League. The results are in, the winners and losers have been decided, and it's time to chat about it and analyse it. I'm joined by one of the big losers this year, it's the one-time FGL Grand Prix winner and the former Fantasy Gaming League champion. It's Mark Smith Biff. How's it going? Yeah, not bad. Yeah, it's just uh, just I like the way that was described. Former winner, so, you know, it's all been taken off me. It happened so quick, doesn't it? One minute you celebrate, the next minute you're in the gutters. That that's the only thing. The good thing about the Grand Prix is that you you it's not really a former or defending thing. You just sort of win it, and that's always there, but. To hear former Fantasy Gaming League champion is obviously a bitter pill to swallow. So that's the real spoiler at the top of the show is that Biff has lost that title and we're here to talk through that. I'm surprised we're even here doing this, to be honest, because you know usually it's hard to wrangle people when they've won the thing. They're out on the pierce, they're taking drugs, doing whatever they want to do to celebrate um, a great win. But it's not often that a, 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 a competitor who's just lost comes to me and proactively gets this organised, so I, I do appreciate it. Got a cloud hanging over me, I don't know, I want to get rid of it. <laughs> Just be proactive, like you say. I don't want it hanging over me at Christmas. No, yes, you want to, you want to get rid of all the negative vibes and then start afresh next year. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's get to it then, Biff. You were you were scheduled to go head-to-head with the Webmaster Chappers. Um, that was the original start of the year you both picked your teams you both picked your games and and we're off i don't know what you did you must have put some real pressure on him because he chose to withdraw from the competition (laughs) so that left adcock paper and hall to to manage that team between themselves they were they renamed the coalition and run as a sort of quasi democracy in there Uh, you had yourself and under the team Adrian Banner, Adkins, Logan, Logan, sorry, and Parkey. So a reasonably strong team there. Now, it was a hard-fought battle. Um, the Coalition, as we've mentioned, came out on top of a score of 821, an average of 83. Team Adrian, your team, ended up with 733, an average of 84. So for those doing the maths at home, basically Biff committed the, the cardinal sin and didn't get a full 10-game roster, and that's that's what ultimately cost him. And um, with no single winner, because the Chappers walked away and it was left as between the three of them to decide, the belt and the championship has been vacated, and whoever wins next year's FGL championship will be crowned the winner, and hopefully they choose to defend it for the full year, and we, we can just pass it on like we usually do. Uh, we will get into all the detail, but... <clears throat> How does it feel at a high level to sort of make history there? Sort of lost to no one, and now you've sent our coveted championship into exile for a year. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to go out, you go out with a fucking bang, didn't you? With a blaze of glory, take everyone with you. Um, so, yeah. So, so what's happening next year then? It's not going to happen. The, the 
So there will be a there will be a competition. I'll I'll go through it at the end. But oh, there's okay. there's no one who has the championship as we speak. It's it's going to come back home with me. Um, it might get a redesign, but there's no there's no winner essentially. You've just been you've just lost it. And, uh, <laughs> can't give it to three of them, so those three can't share it. And in, in that case, we vacate. The winner of of next year's one will be the new champion. Hopefully, we don't get in this situation. But it's big pressure this game, so uh, you know I can't really foresee anything else happening at some point in the future. Let's not bat around the bush when it comes to the the area itself. As I mentioned, you got nine out of your ten games on. The coalition got their ten games on, and immediately it's almost impossible to win when that happens. Um, the big mistake was plopping in Ori the Collection and that was off the back of Horizon Forbidden West getting delayed. Um, it was a hell of a year for delays and COVID and whatnot. I think that's definitely made it a tricky year. But um, we have to start with that with that sub because I usually set you up in groups. Well, I do. I set you up in groups. So you, your team, myself, and if you wish to consult them for a transfer, you can. If they've got any ideas, they can throw it your way and obviously you can choose to ignore them. And you did use that throughout the year. But with this particular sub, you chose not to. You came directly to me, didn't involve anyone else, no other viewpoints considered, and that was the most crucial one. That ended up costing you the title. So let's just go into that. What what are we doing with this Ori sub? It was, you know, Ori the Collection, for those that don't know, is a, 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 you know, a double pack of the Ori games that have been out for a few years now. Uh, so it's always a bit of a risk because we don't know if they're necessarily going to get scored and get their own open critic page. And that's what's happened. The, the the package came out, the collection's out there for people to buy, but no sod reviewed it. So, I mean, walk me through that. Were you just banking on the other team hitting a hitting a bunker as well and getting a blank? Or, or was it just a bit of pressure towards the back end losing Horizon quite late? You know, it was before the last transfer window, which left you one window to rectify it. Yeah, basically, I, it, it left me short and I didn't um, consult the team. I just thought, fuck it, I'll put Ori in. Mm. Looked, I looked at previous scores, it had done all right, and I just assumed it would get a score. But Because uh, the Ori collection had come out before, if I was right, wasn't I? But it got re-released onto the Switch and it just never got a score for the Switch. Is that right? So what they did is they released them separately on the Switch and they got their own Switch score. And then this was like a, a package deal. Um, oh fuck! So I mean, I mean, I can't help you. When, when people make these things, I have to keep quiet. But uh, the good news is that because you did that, as soon as you dropped that in, that became public. That transfer, Hall jumped on that same grenade and cost himself, you know, a shot at the, the Grand Prix. So at least you dragged someone down with you. Yeah, again, like I said, if you're going to go out, take someone <laughs> with you. Um, I mean, was, you you made more subs as well. You made four subs compared to their two. Um, I think the biggest stinker was you, you had Hogwarts, Hogwarts Legacy to start with, put the Prince of Persia remake in, that got delayed, that had to come out and you had to put Scarlet Nexus in and Gran Turismo 7, another Sony game, delayed into next year for, for Pokemon. But, you know, it was, a, it was a difficult year in all honesty, but if you're going to be subbing in and flushing 10 points on Prince of Persia, you're going to be in trouble, aren't you? Yeah, I mean, I, I was doing the maths earlier and Basically, I just fucked it with the subs. Um, yeah, if you, if you like you say, you're going to cost yourself 20. I mean, there was four subs our team did. One of them wasn't my fault. That was Parky gave us... Um, GT, uh, yeah. Was, Gran Turismo. Yeah, Gran Turismo. So that had to go. But then I put Hogwarts in. As soon as I said Hogwarts and you locked that in, 
I, I, it might have been you that laughed and you was like, well, that's never coming out. So I, straight away from day dot, I was five points down. And then to, in my defence, <laughs> Prince of Persia was meant to come out in February or well. January. And then it got pushed to March and then they just went, well, it will come out when it comes out. So good luck. And yeah. it just never came out. So that did fuck me 10 points. That You know, that didn't help. And then when you look at the difference between our scores, I didn't even have to, because I wanted to get a, when I put Orion, I wanted something that was going to go quite high. Because yeah. I knew I'd made so many subs, and um, if I hadn't made so many subs, I could have just subbed something like FIFA in, and it would have been a safe bet. Definitely come out, definitely get a score. But yeah, it sort of cost me, I cost myself by fucking just blowing that basically by making three subs for one game. Yeah, I mean, Horizon was the was your top pick, so it's the first game you went to when you had the chance. So trying to replace that is, all, I guess, people are always trying to claw back potential like scores of ninety. They're thinking, and Ori has, as you rightly mentioned, has scored well in the past. And in the end, you had a, you had a better average, but more subs and one less game, and you, it's just not not doable. And seven three three wasn't going to get the job done. Um, <laughs> looking over to the other team, they only, they only made two subs, which is really impressive. Like that's crazy, really, um, considering the year we had. God of War went out for Forza, which scored a 92 and was the was the best scoring game in the championship game. So that was a, a great sub for those guys. And then they got rid of Braid, got in Diablo Resurrected 2. That scored a half-decent 80. And everything else was, was pretty solid. At, at what point did you realise you were fucked? Was it just... Or did you, or did you believe, is, as long as Ori scores, we've still got a chance? Because the difference would have been you'd have needed 89 points off that. So basically, I thought Ori... Would I didn't know if it was going to? I didn't know I'd needed 89 points, but I thought it would get mid 80s, so I was banking on Ori. So I didn't really think I was fucked until the score didn't come out, and I was like, Well, now I'm fucked because it was too late by then. The, the ship had sailed, I couldn't make another sub, and even yeah. if I could, to then make five subs in one in one year, you know, you're, you're chasing a 25 point deficit. So you're again, that'd be very hard to make that up. You'd have to score three or four 90s, wouldn't you? So, mm. yeah. I was sort of fucked as soon as Ori wasn't coming out, and I found that out. Obviously, it's a you've you've won the the championship once before, and then as as everyone else has since you know modern times, I've only ever been able to have it that one time and not defend it. What if you were back in this situation before? What, anything you'd learn or or change for the next time if you managed to force your way in? Um, not really. I think I'd done all right last year. I, I'd made a lot of good subs, and this year I think I was just a bit. Like you say, with the with the um, uh, the delays coming out, it, it you know I, I didn't know that Prince of Persia from coming out in January, then getting delayed till March, then just not coming out mm. again. Hor- Hor- Horizon Forbidden West, I thought that would come out because it was meant to be the end of the year, so yeah. I was like, There's plenty of time. And I think they've only delayed it till January, so I'm you know what I mean. I'm only like a month out, and I or a couple of months out, so yeah. it's a bit of a kick in the balls. And I think I was a bit unlucky, but. Um, yeah, you know, I just got desperate in the end. And then maybe in hindsight, you know, should have just gone for something that would have come out, would have made it a little bit closer. But if they've only made two subs and I've fucked around making three on, you know, myself, then, uh, yeah, you, you're always gonna, like, trying to push water uphill, aren't you? You ain't going to do it. No, I haven't done the maths, but it felt like it was a low scoring year in terms of the games that come out. And, even, you know, just anecdotally, I think we can all agree that it's not been the best year for games in terms of absolute pile drivers that we all want to play and everyone's playing. It's a bit, you know, it's a bit light, I'd say. Yeah, year. there was no big AAA titles really, was there? Nothing nothing major, or well, nothing really come out, did it? 
No, is it? I mean, there's a few bits and pieces, but you'd usually get a handful of like that are in the the elite league, whereas everything else seemed to be like good, like high scoring, but nothing that you would probably remember in two or three years' time. Yeah, and that made that made it unbelievably harder for people. Um, just just for awareness, Adkins did bag himself thoughts of Horizon Five for his 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 Grand Prix team. Um, didn't didn't choose to share that in the group for your team. Um, I don't know if that's you know him just not thinking. I don't know if you you haven't rallied the troops, you know, got them to to be motivated to win this thing. But could your team have helped you out anymore, or are you taking the blame solely for yourself? No, I'm going to take the blame solely myself here. I mean, I, I ripped down the scores they gave me. So Adkins gave me Resi Evil, Resident Evil Eight. Uh, yeah. What's it? Village that yeah. scored 84, yeah. and he gave me Halo Infinite, which is 86. Yeah. Loading gave me Footy Manager, which was 86, and he gave me Super Mario World 3D Bowser Bowser Fury. Yeah, that was eight. That was 89. Um, Parky gave me Mass Effect Legendary Edition. That was 87. And I know he gave me Gran Turismo and that fucked, but you know, out of the, they gave me five games and the lowest scoring was eighty four. Yeah. So really, there's only one person you can point there. <laughs> it's not. I can't really. You know, if you said, "Give me six games," all right, we'll give you five that score over eighty four. You go well. That I've won. Yeah. There's no way I can blow that. But yeah, I managed to. So you know, impressive in a way. <laughs> Did they did they nick any subs that you were playing? I mean, the only two subs they made was Forza and Diablo. Were it, either of them on your radar at any point during the year? Not really, no. Uh, I don't know anything about... Um, I mean, I've played, I have played Forza, yeah. um, but I, I, did, I don't really like it. And the thing is, it's stupid because you shouldn't go on games you like. You should just have a look at the scores, basically. Mm. And... Uh, Diablo, I don't know anything about Diablo and I've, I didn't even think to look at other scores and I didn't even know it was coming out. So yeah, it wasn't on my radar at all. Bit of a blind spot there. Another, yeah. um, another, you know, pivotal moment in this in this narrative, this this competition that's been long running now, is Adkins had a an unbeaten streak of four years. Uh, he'd only ever been on the winning side of the Fantasy Gaming League and you've come along and snapped that. A four-year streak, thousand odd days unbeaten, and that's been flushed. I mean, how do you, honest, how how are you still friends with him? That I feel I do feel quite bad about that because I put Adkins <laughs> in my team because I thought, well, if he's in your team, you win. It's as easy as that, and it worked the first year. And you know, I've 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 fucked him, haven't I? I've really ruined his uh, his reputation for a hundred percent. So that's gone. So yeah. It, <laughs> That's probably why I didn't come out of us the other week, wasn't it? But um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I really ruined that reputation for him because he was just a, a safe pair of hands. And even this year, he's not as if he's not pulled his weight because, yeah. like I said, an eighty-four and an eighty-six, he's pulled his weight, and I haven't pulled mine. So I've, you know, ruined his uh, his hundred percent. No, unbelievably, in your team, your top scorer was Logan with one seven five. I mean, he gets a lot yeah. of stick, that boy, but. He's proven well, to be he useful. He gave me footy manager, and I just thought, oh, he's just he's footy manager spreadsheet simulator again. But yeah, eighty six. But again, I I don't think to look at that sort of game because I think it's crap. But I need to stop thinking about what game I actually play and what game I like, and just what is it scores. Just go for that sort of tactic. Yeah, that will definitely be recommended. Um, okay, we won't keep dr- drilling on about it. In the end, the coalition, which was a, a three way co op 
um, team with Hall, Paper and Adcock ended on 8-2-1 and like I said you ended on 7-3-3 with one game missing let's just run through a few of the stats for the season maybe get a bit of reaction um, highest picked game so this is across both competitions was Paper and he got a bit lucky with this but it was the Final Fantasy 15 expansion Endwalker which drops on a 94 it debuted at a 97 because oh. because only four people had reviewed it and I think three of them gave it a 10 and everyone gave it a 9 or a 9.5 I can't remember exactly what it was now so it, it, it's dropped already it's gone down to like 93 already so it's, it's slowly coming into more sort of realistic terms but you know when when the when the checkered flag went out it finished on a 94 so he managed to pick out the best game uh, within the competition MVP so this is the, uh, the the person who scores the best in the team game for their said team uh, that was Mr Hall so Mr Hall won the MVP award of 176 over his two games and no substitutes that's two years running that he's won that and he's the only man to win it twice let alone do it on a streak so I mean you've got to think about maybe Hall next time if yeah you're, if you're looking at it these are the sort of stats that have been wheeled out I mean, he, you know, Hall picks a good game. I think he, he loses interest. He picks four good games and then it just goes, oh, that will fucking do for the other ones. And then yeah. it all blows up in his face, doesn't it? But yeah, that, I mean, that's a, that's an impressive stat to have. Absolutely. And then for the actual Grand Prix itself, which is the, the six guys that are in the teams, they, they go head to head. So very tough competition because the, the amount of games that are needed, in theory, there's got to be 60 games listed out. Um, because you can't you can't have any duplicates and some and four of the guys managed to get ten game rosters so we had forty games battling it out. Uh, Parky came out on top and it was an absolutely titanic battle. The the top four competitors were split only by four points. Jesus, four points between the top four. I mean that is unbelievable really and it actually came down to the last day between those four because there were a couple of games in flight that were fluctuating on a daily basis going up or down by a score and because it was so close it only would have taken a little bit more about 10 days before the end of the season Logan was in pole position he looked like he had it in the bag um, in fact, at one point, he had the all-time point scoring record in the Grand Prix, which is, I think, 816, I think he had it at one point. Um, but he had Battlefield, and Battlefield 2042 went from something that was getting a mid to a low 80 down to a 65. So he had, the, <laughs> he had to watch the agony of being basically like, oh, I can't be touched here because I'm 20 points in front of everyone, to... Day by day, just watching, oh, it's gone down to 81. Oh, it's gone down to 80. Oh, it's gone down to 78. And it was almost every day we'd post a new score in there and you could just see his uh, his confidence evaporating and eventually it ended up on a 65, which gave Parkey uh, an opportunity to to take back the league. And he got over the line with that, with a, with a stunning score of 797. He made four substitutes. I'll go through all the teams once we've got rid of Mr. Mr. Biff at the end of this. But so we have Parkey in 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 position number one, seven nine seven. Logan in number two, seven nine six. With only two subs, so he only needed one more point because he had one on the tie break of of less subs. Adkins on seven nine four, and then Paper on seven nine three. I mean, it really couldn't have got any closer. And Paper used thirty points worth of subs there. I mean. 
he squandered that a little bit because had he done one less, he would have been in the in the title seat. But well deserved for Parkey. It's only his second season in the in in the in the championship in the league competing, and he's come through and won the Grand Prix. Uh, Hall finished fifth with a score of six one five. He missed two games. And Adcock finished last, unsurprisingly, with a score of five five four. No, he didn't. He didn't miss three games. He still missed two, but he managed to have e football twenty twenty two, which ended up on a thirty one, <laughs> which I think is the all time lowest score ever. Um, I will check and get all these mini records put up on the website one day. But that <laughs> that's an absolute howler from him. So he was... What um, was it, 33? 31. 31? <laughs> I mean, that is just... That's like, I've, that's like I've made the game. No, I remember when you put... What was that, Agony one year? Yeah. And it got like a 40-odd and was all like, bloody hell, how have you managed that? Well, it's been topped at least. Maybe so. you should do a side game next year <laughs> and then everyone picks one game. You have to try and pick the lowest scoring game you think... <laughs> Yeah. get a little side point for that. But you'll do well to beat fucking 31 points. No, I don't, yeah, I don't, that is one of the worst scoring games in a long, long time we've had in it. And for the whole year. I mean, I'm sure there were like lower profile games, but that's the old Pro Evolution Soccer license. Flushed away, brand new start. Let's get a fresh start, Konami. 31. So that's, <laughs> so that's no good for them. Um, so next year. So we lost Chappers as a competitor, as we said. So there will be some new blood injected into the Grand Prix. So we've got a full field of six competitors. Um, Biff will be dropping down to the Grand Prix as per the, the, the regulations. And there's a couple of free agents out there that I'm trying to negotiate with. Tricky over this sort of time period. They're taking time off and all that. Asking for silly money, some of them. So it's still up for debate who's going who's gonna to come in and, and enter the field. But with regards to who's going to face Parkey, so he's the, the Grand Prix winner, so he goes naturally straight into the championship game. As I said, we don't have a, a an individual winner, so was in a bit of a jam here. I have had this independently approved, so it's not my own doing. This was something that was proposed with several other propositions, without names, without anyone knowing exactly who was potentially going to go forward and who wouldn't be. Um, and my view was that to kind of keep in the spirit of the competition that the the other person had to be someone from the winning side. You know, the team winner, someone who's, who's they've done the work in that team, they've beaten Biff. One of those three deserved that. So that kind of left us with either Hall, Adcock or Paper. Those are the kind of three that we were looking at. There were various ways we could have done it, but ultimately it felt the fairest way to do it would be to settle it on who scored the best in the Grand Prix out of that team, because that is the the hardest competition there. That was paper. He will be taking on Parkey next year. So he's back in the hot seat. That, that, that paper guy is back to annoy people. But if you've faced paper and beaten him, you've beaten that cunt quite handedly, actually knocked him off his perch. What do you think of that? First of all, and then I'll have a follow up after. Well, it's annoying he's back on his perch because, you know... I mean, you've done it. Deserved. Yeah. It's, it's your own yeah. doing again. <laughs> yeah, but I thought Chappers would take it and he, he wins in grace and he has a bit of decorum about it. But obviously, he's gone now and then you've got Parker who has the fucking no grace, no decorum and he's insufferable. So, yeah, I'll back Parky. Um, hopefully, Parky will pick me in his team. I don't want to get put into fucking Paper's bag of shit. Uh, so, yeah... 
Good luck, Parky. Um, you have to deal with that fucking squawker. Have you got any advice for him? Because, you know, he can be a difficult character. He he got in Hall's head. Hall was, you know, Hall inherited a position of being in that championship game and never never quite earned his way there. But Paper come along and beat the shit out of him, really. Um, but then you managed to, the very next season, get hold of him and, and shake him out of that. Any, any advice for Parkleston? Because he's, he's a nice lad, Parky, and people will know that when we get go do the draft. But I'm not sure he deserves to be subjected to paper and all his mind games <laughs> and whatnot. But that's the way the cookies crumbled, all thanks to Biff. Well, that'll be in the negotiations for the contract for Parky, I'd imagine, that he'll want extra for dealing with him. Yeah, he will. But, um, yeah, just don't listen to him, Parky. He talks a lot of crap and uh, he hasn't got a clue. So, yeah, I, I, I managed to smash him. And this year, I've, I've folded up like a fucking wet tissue. So, it shows you what he's really made of, Parky. <laughs> well, there you go. Well, look, Biff, I won't keep you any longer. You've been gracious in, in defeat. And um, we didn't have a... Uh, I, I didn't want to get one of the other three on because it didn't, it didn't feel right. They weren't there at the start and... I didn't want to get paper on anyway because it would have gone on for two hours. <laughs> so it, it felt, you know, you were gracious enough to offer to come on and just give your view and then respond to the the, the, the other bits and pieces we've spoken about. Uh, any final words? Because it may be a little while before we, we speak to you again when it, when it relates to this championship. Uh, no, not really. I've got no, no closing comment. Just, you know, sorry for the team. Sorry that I blew it. And uh, yeah, thanks for the rub, lads. Well, there you go. Biff, thanks for joining us. And uh, those that are listening or watching, hang about because I'll deep dive into the Grand Prix teams. Cheers. So here we are then, as promised, a full rundown of the Fantasy Gaming League teams for both the Championship game and the Grand Prix. Let's start with the, the, the Championship game. So we had the Coalition, which, as we know, was originally headed up by Chappers and then he left. So we ended up with Hall, Paper and Adcock. Um, filling in the gaps and doing it amongst themselves. They had Forza Horizon 5, which scored a 92. Disco Elysium Final Cut, which scored an 89. Persona 5 Strikers, which scored an 83. Diablo 2 Resurrected, which scored an 80. The Neo Collection, which scored an 87. Hitman 3, which scored an 86. Axiom Verge 2, which scored a 78. Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, which scored an 88. Outriders, which scored a 73, and the Medium, which scored a 75. They had two substitutions, which incurred a 10-point penalty. They subbed out God of War Ragnarok for Forza Horizon 5, and also Braid Anniversary Edition went out for Diablo Resurrected. Total points, 8-2-1, with an average of 83. We then move on to Team Adrian, which was Biff's team, and comprised of Logan, Adkins, and Parkey. So we had Ori, the collection, which was the big error, scored a blank, no points, no score there. Then we got Resident Evil Village in 84, Football Manager 2022 and 86, Mass Effect Legendary Edition 87, Halo Infinite and 86, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury in 89, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl a 75, Monster Hunter Rive and eight, Rise sorry an 88, Scarlet Nexus an 80, Bravely Default 2 a 78. And Biff made four transfers amongst his team. We had Hogwarts, Hogwarts Legacy, which went out for Prince of Persia remake. Gran Turismo went out 
for Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl. Prince of Persia then went out again for Scarlet Nexus, and Horizon Forbidden West went out for Ori and the Ori the Collection. So 20-point penalty for those four transfers there, and left Biff with a total of 733, which was not enough, and an average of 84, so... You can see where things went wrong there. Not a full game roster, which will get you. Now the Grand Prix. This was a lot closer, so hold on to your hats for this one. Parkey wins the, the Grand Prix, and his team eventually comprised of Mass Effect Legendary Edition, which scored an 87. WarioWare Get It Together, which scored a 76. Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart, which scored an 88. Age of Empires 4, which scored an 83. F1 2021, which scored an 85. Deathloop, which scored an 88. Monster Hunter Rise, which scored an 88. Oddworld Soulstorm, which scored a 71. Alan Wake Remastered, which scored an 80. And WRC 10, which scored a 76. He made five substitutes, which incurred a 25-point penalty. The Invincible was subbed out for WRC 10. Skull and Bones was subbed out for Age of Empires 4. Gran Turismo 7 was subbed out for WarioWare. Final Fantasy 16 was subbed out for F1 2021. And Rainbow Six Extraction was subbed out for Alan Wake Remastered. That gave Parkey a total score of 797 with an average of 82. Logan was next in line with a total of 796, so just one point off. He only made two subs as well, so he would have won should they have been level. And his average was an 80.6. Let's go through Logan's team. Shin Megami Tensei 5, which is an 86. Football Manager 2022, 86. Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury, an 89. Kena Bridge of Spirits, which is an 81. Returnal, which is an 86. Outriders, a 73. The Medium, 75. Battlefield 2042, a 65. Moonglow Bay, a 76. I mean, hindsight, that's a sloppy one as well. Psychonauts 2 and 89. And then the two subs, Horizon Forbidden West went out for Shin Megami Tensei 5. Lord of the Rings Gollum made way for Moon Glow Bay. I mean, Battlefield has undoubtedly striped him up there. At no point do you expect a 65 for um, a game of, of, of that franchise, of that calibre. You know, 70s seem to be the minimum, you'd think, for those, those type of games. But Battlefield 2042, a 65. But I would question... Um, something like Moon Glow Bay making it onto a team. A, a huge risk. A 76 is not a bad score, but when you consider he only lost by one point, you've got to take, your, take a look at that one and think, could I have done better? And he absolutely could have. Outriders probably underwhelmed, as did the medium as well, so probably unlucky with those two. Adkins finished third with a total of 794. He made four substitutes, so a 20-point penalty, and had an average of 81. His 10 games were Resident Evil Village at an 84, Disco Elysium, the final cut, which was an 89, Halo Infinite, which was an 86, Back for Blood, a 76, Far Cry 6, which was a 77, Forza Horizon 5, a 92, Death Stranding Director's Cut, which was an 86. And they had Demon Slayer, The Hinokami Chronicles, 70. Guardians of the Galaxy, 82. Call of Duty Vanguard, 72. And that left him with the 794. The subs were Gotham Knights, thrown away for Forza. 
Lego Star Wars, The Skywalker Saga, subbed out for Death Stranding Director's Cut. Scorn, subbed out for Guardians of the Galaxy. Shadow Warrior 3, subbed out for Demon Slayer. So he was a couple of points off Logan in the end. Um, and whilst it was close, he was, <clears throat> I think he was hoping on Halo Infinite coming in big. And it got a decent score at 86, but... You know, if that if that had been a ninety, um, yeah, up there he would have, he would have been, you know, winning the winning the title. So, again, very close as I've mentioned, and you could you could look at a few games on there. With Call of Duty, Vanguard. I mean, that's underperformed at a seventy-two, really, when you think about it. And Demon Slayer. I mean, a bit of a risk that one, and it's it's proven to cost him. Paper was in fourth, so unbelievably finished outside the medal positions after what is considered a good score here. Um, so he was 7.93 with an average of 82. He made six subs, so a 30-point transfer penalty installed. And again, he was less than sort of five points off it in the end. And did you need to make all those subs? We will never know. But let's go through his final team, and then we'll do the subs after. Persona 5 Strikers, 83. Hitman 3, 86. Final Fantasy 15. No, Final Fantasy 14, sorry. Endwalker, I think I called it 15 earlier on in the podcast, that got a 94, Lost Judgment 83, Monster Hunter Stories 2, Wings of Ruin 81, Diablo 2 Resurrected 80, Little Nightmares 2 83, Mario Party Superstars 80, Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl 75, Bravely Default 78. He subbed out Hogwarts Legacy for Total War Warhammer 3. Bus Simulator 21 went out the way for Pokemon Diamond and Shining Pearl. Guild Wars End of Dragons expansion went for Diablo 2 Resurrected. Stray went for Mario Party Superstars. Ghostwire Tokyo went for Lost Judgment. And then Total War 3 final went in for Final Fantasy 14 Endwalker. Um, so that was, a, that was a big sub because that got him the highest score and that was the highest scoring game in the competition. So again, shows how competitive it was when he ended up with the highest scoring game out of all the teams and still could only finish fourth. But I mean, you look in there at some of the throwaway games he chucked in early doors. I mean, the, the Guild Wars expansion, I mean, there's probably a good chance it was coming out, but they, they niche these MMOs when it, when it comes to the gaming press and getting the reviews in. Uh, Bus Simulator 21... I mean, what was he thinking there? You have to query some of these decisions. When it's this close, you absolutely have to sit there and go, that perhaps was a mistake. And he will rue those chances. He will rue the two perhaps unnecessary subs if he just got something else in. Very easy for me to sit here and criticise. That's why I like to do it. Uh, Hall finished in fifth. Um, he didn't. He blanked on two games, uh, made six subs to, to boot as well. And got an average of 80.6, a total of 615. Not a stellar year by any stretch of the imagination for Hall. The only saving grace is he didn't finish last, but I know he will be having a, a very sober and sombre Christmas because of this performance that will have affected him. Advanced Wars 1 plus 2 Reboot Camp. Now, I have some sympathy for this one because it did not come out. And, yeah... This is something that Nintendo announced reasonably late in the year. They don't usually delay too many games once they're announced with a release date. And considering it's a bit of a remake package jobby, you think not a lot would go wrong. But 
we got the call after the October transfer window that that was getting delayed and that killed Hall. He was then out of the runnings. He then had the Neo collection, which was an 87, Neo replicant, which was an 83, Final Fantasy VII Remake Integrate, which was an 86. And he fell for the trap that, that Biff had put out there. Ori, the collection, blank, not there. Crisis Remastered Trilogy, 77. Metroid Dread, 87. Aragami 2, 64. So that would have hurt him regardless. New Pokemon Snap, 80. Life is Strange, two colours, 81. So like I said, Hall, no, that's not good enough. Any level, the competition is fierce and it's just getting better and better each year, getting closer and closer. People are waking up and when you make key critical mistakes like that, you're always going to struggle to to make a dent in the, in the top performance. Finally, we move on to Adcock, uh, a torrid year. He's had a torrid, torrid time, really, in this whole this fantasy gaming Grand Prix. Very rarely got even close to, to contending for it. So we don't know what's going on there. Um, hopefully he can rectify it next year. But he also missed two games and ends up with a final score of 554, average of 72. That tells the story there. And he also made five start, five transfers, so... You know, twenty-five point penalty just to just to really add to his misery. But let's go through it. Braid anniversary edition a zero, a blank didn't come out. Bizarre the Biff subbed that out. You know, of the team said that's not so not Biff that that was subbed out. Sorry, of the team game, the coalition between Hall, Paper, and Adcock who signed off on that sub, and then he left it in his his individual team. So bizarre moment there. Axiom Verge two seventy-eight. I think that's a disappointing score. I, you know, 80s minimum for that and high 80s, good score, but 78, about 10 off what the potential was. No More Heroes 3 a 76, not really good enough. I never really expected that to score overly well. Ghost and Goblins Resurrection 75, The Artful Escape 80, which was a bit of a surprise. That's a half decent score. FIFA 22, 77, eFootball 2022, 31, I mean, unrecoverable once that happens fist forged in shadow torch 80 fatal frame maiden of the blackwater remaster this was unlucky because there were there were scores for it it had a page it had a score um unfortunately open critic did not produce a new score for this re-release or remaster they used the uh the reviews from when it originally came out as well as the new ones which means that was ineligible um, he could have subbed that out, but again, by the time the scores came in, the, it was all over. The, the transfer windows are all closed. So a bit of sympathy on that one, but still other mistakes were made further on up the pitch. The Legend of Zelda, Skyward Sword HD, and 82. He made a couple of subs. He subbed out 12 minutes for <laughs> Skyward Sword. So a, a scoring game was subbed out for a another scoring game, but bizarre to see that happen. That does happen sometimes, though. Um, Breath of the Wild 2, or the sequel to the Breath of the Wild, whatever you want to call it, was subbed out for Fatal Frame. Fable was subbed out for FIFA 22. Hollow Knight, Silk Song was subbed out for Fist. And Senua Saga 2, Hellblade, was subbed out for the Artful Escape, which in the end was a good recovery, but a, a diabolical Bollocal performance from poor old Adcock. And again, people keep asking these questions. Why is he so poor at this game? And we, we, we've we yet to have an answer um, from him on that. But that's it. That's all the scores on the doors as the season ended for the Fantasy Gaming League. Um, a great season as always. A very difficult one. 
given the challenges with delays and a, a bit light on the on the big marquee game front, but still plenty to choose from. Still four fantastic teams in the Grand Prix that went you know tooth and nail right to the very very last day so it can be done even in these difficult years and let's let's see what happens next year with some of the big hitters that were moved out of 2021 arriving in 2022 kind of looking cluttered from a player's perspective but i don't know how that's going to play out in the fantasy gaming league as always thanks to all you guys for for listening or, or watching our content we do appreciate it and to the competitors to to chappers who who led the team for the for the first part to, to hall paper adcock biff adkins logan parkey thank you for putting effort into these teams and taking it semi seriously um, it's appreciated. It's good fun. I like to think you guys enjoy it. So we'll continue to do this um, until I say no, basically. You're trapped doing it now, which is unfortunate for you guys, but I'm sure you'll you'll get over it. And when you eventually win that coveted Dimp Digital Fantasy Gaming League Championship belt, it'll make all the difference. Anyway, nothing more for me to say here, though, other than it's Parky v. Paper in 2022. Ta-da. This was a Dimp Digital production.